thanks for joining us here at the Nikki Clark Show. I'm your host, Nikki Clark, and super excited to be back in the studio and meeting incredible people, movers and shakers in the community and the world at large. And I have another amazing individual with us. He is a financial advisor with World Financial Group. Please welcome Sean Miller to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. I, and I'm so happy that we finally I know. can meet <laughs> in person. <laughs> I mean, we could have met. I know. But now we get to meet in yeah, person. It's a beautiful so experience just to be able to reconnect experience. again. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I know for myself there, was, there were so many moments of reflection mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, making a list of all the things that I want to see when we come at, come at the end of this. So we're almost there. Yes. Yeah, and it feels great. So tell us a little bit about uh, your background leading up to making that big decision to become a financial advisor. Uh, thank you. Um, for those of you uh, watching and listening, if you can't tell by now, my, my name is Sean Miller, and I have a little bit of an accent. A little bit. Born and raised <laughs> in London, England, and I actually immigrated here when I was 16 with my mother, and I was not too happy to come to Canada, to say the least, because really? my family, uh, my friends, everyone who I knew was in England, then I was being taken to a new country mm. where I didn't really have too much family, no friends, uh, but needless to say, I was actually able to meet uh, some amazing friends, some of them, I don't know, God just works in mysterious ways, and I actually connected with two twins who were actually <laughs> in my backyard in England. They yeah. were from North London. I was from Southeast London. We connected and fast forward, I was able to uh, graduate in architecture. Um, and then during that position, I was offered uh, my first job in my field. But this is where the story really begins. I want to hear it. And it's at this moment in time where my mindset was I wanted to pursue my education and I wanted to pursue my master's in the field of architecture. So uh, my naive mindset was thinking, thank you so much for this position. Right now, could you wait a few weeks so I could get my school schedule and then I can come back to you and share with you the days that my courses are and then maybe I could work three, four times a week part-time. I could work Saturdays on the weekends maybe. Yeah. And they essentially told me Monday to Friday, nine to five, take it or leave it. And it was at that moment that I really started to recognize that the world that I thought was really nice and friendly, there were difference, there were there were different perspectives that I didn't encounter in the beginning. And at that moment I respectfully declined mm -hmm. and I continued my studies at U of T. However, um, during this experience, as I was studying, uh, some life experiences really came my way and it got me to really question uh, the direction I was on and if this is what I wanted for my life. Uh, some personal uh, things that happened with family but also during um, work and I really started to leverage the advice one of my mentors gave me which was if you're unsure about the direction you're going in career-wise or uh, just certain things you're looking to accomplish, um, find someone or a few people who are maybe 10, 20, 30 years ahead of you and interview your future. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I found a few of my professors, uh, a few of the older uh, students within my program, and really started to kind of ask everyone, what is your family life like? 
Uh, are you enjoying the time that you have after you've worked? Are you feeling like you're getting paid what you're worth? And the general consensus, I wasn't overly excited about what my future could look like. And even as I was working um, as a room manager while I was studying part-time, I was working as a room manager at a banquet hall doing corporate events and weddings and things of that nature. And just a few of the experiences that I encountered there working in some of a corporate environment, it wasn't something where I was overly infused to continue pursuing. Mm -hmm. But what really put the nail in the coffin, I would say, was me experiencing firsthand my mother. Um, this is someone who I see as a well-educated, sophisticated, knowledgeable lady in the field of accounting. She's been working in that field for 25 years plus. And this woman would work tirelessly. Uh, she would just go above and beyond the average work nine to five. Um, sometimes I would see her not go to bed until maybe 12, 1, 2 a.m. And those are the times when I regretfully so should have been studying, uh, but I wasn't. But I still saw her putting so much time, so much effort. And there came a point where the company she was working with went through a restructure. And essentially what happened, all that time and effort that my mom was putting into this, this company, they basically said, thank you for your service. Here's your severance package. I hope you're able to survive. And there was no consideration about, are you a single mother? Do you have any children? How much children? Um, is this job going to take away from your ability to provide? There was nothing like that. And to see my mom break down in, in that situation, mm -hmm. at that point, while I was studying for uh, school, ev again, we're always encouraged to go to school, get a good education. And I reflected and said, this is exactly what my mom did, and this is what her current moment is looking like, and is this what I want for myself, especially being a man wanting to provide for uh, my family when they come. Mm -hmm. How would I now feel if I'm in a position where I can't provide for my wife and my kids? And right there, I was really left in a, um, I, I was at a roadblock, so to speak going to school but really wondering if this is what I wanted. And a few years later, what had happened was um, I was actually introduced to a financial firm who shared with me um, some concepts and some financial um, solutions that I really felt they had a genuine concern for myself yeah. and my family and what we were looking to accomplish. And I appreciated the impact that they were making in the community. And from there, they were teaching us um, basic concepts that even my mother, being an, an accountant for many years, mm -hmm. wasn't even aware of. Okay. And that was something that her and I greatly appreciated. And a few years um, moving forward, I was actually offered a position to work with the company. Wow. And this is really where the story begins. Fantastic. Well, it, it, it took, um that experience to really uh, give you the empathy mm -hmm. to uh, look at firsthand how your mother handled the situation, mm -hmm. and you, you you felt for her, and you know you're saying, okay, if this happened to me, how would I make things better? So now you're in a position mm -hmm. where you can help people mm -hmm. uh, to navigate through those decisions. Correct. So uh, how did you come upon World? 
financial group. When did that happen? So this happened. I started working with, I've been working with this firm for a little over five years now. Mm -hmm. And initially, I was really encouraged to work with them because of the the impact they were making in my life financially and also being offered the opportunity to work on my time. Whereas with my first position that I was offered uh, in, in the field of architecture, I was kind of given an ultimatum. These are the days, these are the hours, take it or leave it. Whereas through World Financial Group, my firm, they allowed me to work on particular schedules, which also allowed me the freedom to continue to pursue my masters, which is what I really appreciated. Yeah. Have you completed your master's? I'm still in the process, still in the process. and the story continues simply because it was as I was going through this whole process, working with my firm, and um, my dad, he was, he was ill uh, while I was in school, and then as I was getting started with my firm, uh, he was doing well, and I remember as I was working with my firm, um, there was new concepts that was being introduced to me that I felt every family should be um, exposed to. These are things, basic concepts that I feel should be taught in school. Uh, how to just create a budget, how to stay out of debt, manage credit cards, um, save for an emergency fund and put certain uh, protection vehicles uh, like insurance and investments in place uh, for your future. And I remember when I, in the first year when I got started with the company, um, I went back home to England just to visit my dad and a few of my siblings. And I was sharing with my dad, hey dad, I'm learning so many amazing things that uh, I feel could benefit you and I, I feel it could benefit my brother and my sister. Yeah. You should do A, B, C, and D, but my dad being a traditional Jamaican, um, he, <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> he, he didn't take my words 100% likely and said, you know what, son, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'll get to it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Two years came by and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm. And it was right there that... I was, I was recognizing that I was sitting down with families. I was sharing with them, hey, you should have certain things in place. Uh, we want to build your financial house, put that in order. God forbid if something was to happen. But little did I know, it was my family that really needed it right there and then. And it was, it was, it was, it was tough because my dad was leaving two, um, two kids behind in England um, under the age of 10. And he was essentially the breadwinner for them and me understanding what certain solutions could have provided for them and the fact that he didn't have it now i'm recognizing the impact that could be made in my brother and sister's life in england simply because of those solutions and i truly feel that every family needs to just be aware first and foremost of their finances yeah. and connect with someone who is able to give them a foresight into the future and to help them build a solid financial plan for themselves so that what I've experienced with my dad doesn't have to happen to many people. We can help at least alleviate the after effects. Absolutely. Now, Sean, you must have uh, seen a lot through the eyes of your clients um, in the journey of this pandemic. Um, what was it like for you? And can you talk about, you know, maybe a, a family mm -hmm. um, that you can think of uh, who experienced a little bit of hardship and through your kind of mentoring mm -hmm. that got them out of that situation? Definitely. Um, through this pandemic, it was very eye-opening to many families. 
many individuals were at a place where they were comfortable with their job, uh, working and getting a paycheck. But when the pandemic came, they recognized that, hey, once I get this last paycheck, how am I going to pay next week's bills? Because oftentimes, many families are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And it was through this experience that we were really able to help emphasize the importance of simply saving. We're always encouraged to save, but rarely do we actually consistently implement uh, the habits that's necessary. And I believe that the school system, these are basic concepts um, and lessons that should be taught to the younger generation so the habits can begin to develop and compound so as they mature into their family lives, they can be in a position where they're now able to have a solid financial uh, plan for themselves. Um, but one of the things that I am pleased to say is many of my clients who I've been serving for uh, many years now, during this pandemic when everyone had money in invested and the news was speculating about the market crash and things of that yeah. nature, initially it was a rocky start for some clients, but once we rolled the wave throughout the pandemic, many of my clients were able to yield a return of 10%, some 20 uh -huh. and 30%, simply by staying uh, diligent towards the course and just recognizing that based on the concepts that my firm shares, that once they are able to maintain a consistent habit and not worry about what the news or any negativity is being publicized, just follow the consistent habits and then they were able to see um, a brighter future with the growth despite what was being uh, shared outside. But I would like to share that that's probably the bright side of the rainbow. One of the, the sad sides was um, I have a, a very good friend and I had sat down with him when I first got started with my firm. Again, I wanted to reach out to the people that I loved and cared about most and share with him some of the yeah. concepts I was learning. And I helped him put some investments and I helped him put some life insurance in place. And oftentimes what I find is many people who may not understand the whole picture completely, they may leverage um, their limited understanding or perspective on certain areas without considering the whole picture. Fast forward, um, one of my friends and a client, uh, he was encouraged to cancel uh, his life insurance um, because he was young, didn't have any kids or dependents. He didn't, he didn't need anything. And I respectfully said, okay, understood. Uh, this is your decision. Tried to explain some of the benefits of keeping it. But he said, hey, um, this is something not for me. Uh, to give you a brief understanding, it was 100000 and I believe he was investing maybe $60, $80 a month into that coverage for life. Um, fast forward, um, March 31st, 2021, which was this year, he passed away from COVID. Mm, and it, so it, was, it was tough because he hadn't even touched 30. And what was a huge shock was the fact that all of us were getting ready to drive I don't know, two hours east to celebrate one of our good friends. Um, it was her 30th birthday. She did the whole nine. Um, she got catering. She got balloons. She got decorations. She spent a, a good amount of money. Everyone's driving out north, east, northeast. And as we're all getting ready, we get a call and saying, our friend, he's not with us. And it destroyed the whole mood. It destroyed everything. And what I was wondering was... And that person who said, you should cancel your insurance because you don't need it. Were they there 
to now help the parents and his family now fund his funeral? No, because at that moment in time, the family didn't have money. So what everyone had to do was to launch a GoFundMe. And thankfully, he was loved by so many people, we were able to raise around $20,000 within um, 24 hours. Um, $20,000 in 24 hours for him. But what I was wondering was, this is good, it helps. But within the time he had his protection and his coverage, he could have implemented 100000 into his family for his mother, his father. Um, he had sisters. He had, uh, I believe, a uh, niece or a nephew. And that could have been something that it's not a lot of money, but it could have made a difference yeah. helping certain people. And it's those experiences that really make me recognize the importance of having your finances in order, whether it is insurance, investments, or just getting out of debt, sure. because we, we never know, tomorrow's not promised. No. And it's during those moments when we experience it, that's when we start to question and say, only if, mm. what if I had? And this is what I'm really passionate about when I sit down with my clients, especially during this pandemic, is really to share with them I never want to wish anything bad on you. But in the event something doesn't go exactly how you plan, what's your plan? Right. And, and, yeah. and, and that's the, the sad part of it, is that a lot of people don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, thank goodness for yourself and, and the team uh, around you mm -hmm. to help bring that shed of light and help people organize mm -hmm. for the future. Yeah. I think a lot of people are a little bit find looking at the future daunting. Mm. But uh, do you find, well, you know, what we went through the last 18 months, people are forced to reckon mm -hmm. with a future and, and really looking at a structure of mm -hmm. how they should move forward? Definitely. Yeah. With so much uh, unfortunate passings because of this pandemic, many families' eyes have been opened to recognize that, hey, people talk about death, but now we're seeing it mm -hmm. in such a rapid scale and then it really gets people, my, people's mindset to wonder if this happens to me, with it being so, um, so frequent within our world, not just in Canada, but within the world, I need to make sure that my family's taken care of. And many people have increased their awareness and their desire to have certain types of um, insurances, whether it's life or things like critical illness or disability. And also it's gotten people to recognize, which I'm thankful for, the importance of just saving money mm -hmm. and just having money saved in an emergency funds in your regular bank. Because more often than not, when thankfully the government was offering the, the SERB checks, mm -hmm. that was a great help and assistance. But many families had to wait a certain amount of time. Yes. However, if many families just had five, $6,000 saved up, they would have been great not worrying about when the next SERB check is coming in because they have everything they need. A little bit of a buffer. Exactly. Yeah. And this is really what uh, I'm thankful that this pandemic has really helped to open the eyes of many families. And for everyone who is thankfully still with us today, we're in a position to now not make the same mistake than the people before us, but to put things in place so that ourselves and our families can have such a brighter future. Well, thank you for you know, summarizing that so eloquently and uh, yeah, very, um, 
very amazing work that you do. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, people have, I think, uh, not the, uh, a really a great understanding of how fragile life is until mm -hmm. it actually happens in front of them and the experience is not one-off, but it's direct mm -hmm. and it's frequent. And so this is the, the stark reality that people mm -hmm. live with now that yeah. uh, they have to take their life in their own hands mm -hmm. uh, through your guidance. Thank you. Excellent. So how can people reach out and connect with you on social media, uh, set up an appointment mm -hmm. to talk about uh, their life moving forward? Um, the easiest way to connect with me uh, would be my business line, which is 416-801-1442. Uh, social media, this is more so of my personal life, but feel free to connect with me there. Um, Facebook, which is my first and last name, Sean Miller. There may be different uh, Sean's out there, so just try and capture my handsome face. Yes. And uh, through Instagram, which is the real Mr. Dot Miller. And But the easiest way I would encourage everyone to reach out to me would be 416-801-1442. Okay. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much. It's uh, a great example. Thank you. All right. We'll be back. The Nikki Clark Show, transforming lives one story at a time. If you would like to be a guest or become a part of our live studio audience or even to become a sponsor, just go to www.nikkiclarknetwork.com.